Hello, everyone, and welcome today to the Dad Whisperer. I am your host, Dr. Michelle Watson, and it again is such a privilege to be invited into your living space to talk about something that God has given me as a passion, which is the role of fathers in the lives of their daughters particularly, but even their sons. And today in this place, I have got another treat for you guys. I have my first repeat guest, which is Dr. Ken Canfield. He's a dear friend of mine. So is his wife. I've been in their home. He wrote the foreword to my book. He's an international fathering leader. And his bio is so long that I could take the entire 30 minutes and talk about what he has done to shape not only our nation, but even especially the land of Poland and other areas in our nation internationally and nationally. So, Dr. King Campfield, welcome to the program oh, today. Oh, Michelle, it's a delight <laughs> to be here with you in Portland. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. Well, if you missed our conversation last month, Ken talked about the role of fathers and the fact that dads matter. Mm-hmm. And today we are going to be talking about something that's even closer to his heart. Oh, yes, it's rich. Which is? Grands matter. Grands matter. And Grands. that is the topic of our of our program today, Absolutely. that grands matter, grandparents yeah. matter. But before we get into it, I've got to tell people that don't know who you are, though I imagine that isn't even possible, a few things that you are about, because this is a man, you guys, who walks what he teaches, what he preaches, he backs up his life with it. And this man is an international and national, as I just said, known leader and scholar who has committed his life to strengthening fathers and families. You may have heard him years ago at Promise Keepers. You've probably read some of his books. He's written 12 books, has a new book coming out actually in the spring of 2017 called The Legacy Factor, How Fathers, Grandfathers, and Father Figures Are Making a Difference. I know you're going to want to get that by going to www.grandsmatter.org. And he's won awards Nationally, internationally, and on it goes. Ken, I mean, seriously, thank you for the impact that you have made in our nation. Thank you. It's a privilege. And I benefited first. That's why I'm into this. And I love it even more. Because now... I have 10 grandchildren. 10 grandchildren. Yes, yes. Five children, 10 grandchildren. Yes. Seven granddaughters. Yes. So specifically with my heart for daughters, you have you have mentored me and built into my life. So today we're going to be talking about grandparents. Good. You are one. You are starting a movement, the National Center for Grandfather Grandparenting. Right. The National Center for Grandparenting. So let's get going. Let's talk not only about your passion, but even how you can speak to parents and grandparents today about the way they can come together to influence children. Yes. Now, little do we know that these children that you are caring for and going the extra mile for right now are going to grow up, meet other adult children, and have more children. But there is something that happens, and every grandmother listening knows this. A light goes on. A bolt strikes. uh, Things happen. And there's energy and renewal that is critical to this generational connection. Now, I have to say, Michelle, we missed it in America. We are so focused on the nuclear family. We have undercut and not really taken into account how extended generations can play out set heritage that is lasting and meaningful. Mm -hmm. And now more than ever, we need this. You see this internationally. I remember traveling in Eastern Europe and seeing in Poland the richness of families. Well, you know, grandparents were a part of the whole 
peace. They were helping caretake. They were doing things. Now, I know a number of you may be caretaking your grandchildren. In other words, custodial care. Yeah. That's another issue More we'll talk common. a little bit about. But important to this is there are 75 million grandparents right now that can make a huge difference in the whole parenting and nurturing of your grands. And we're here to talk about that. Now, yeah. there's a scripture I just want to bring to the forefront. It's I love it. Deuteronomy Go for it. 4.9. It says this, only be careful, watch yourself closely so that you don't forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. Mm. That their children after them is so important because this isn't just, you know, a parental deal. So what this really forces us to do is say, who are my children's grandparents? Are they connected? Do they know them? And you may be geographically dislocated, but who in the spiritual realm and your faith community can be those surrogates that are going to make a difference. And when we think about how God has planned the family system— we need to make sure that we tune in to all the benefits that grandparents can bring, and they bring a different frame yeah. of thinking in life. The word that describes grandparents, as I've factor-analyzed again what grandchildren and adults have said, is that that unconditional acceptance and love just flows. It doesn't yeah. mean that parents don't love. It means that there's a different type of love that comes from a grandparent yeah. that children need and benefit from. And every grandparent, my my mom and dad are grandparents. Oh, yes. And every grandparent I talk to says, the only reason I had kids was to be a grandparent. <laughs> I love this. Well, and for you that are grands listening, you're probably smiling, <laughs> driving around, or thinking yeah. about this. Isn't it a joy that you don't have to push for performance? You don't have to discipline unless, of course, you're a custodial grandparent. But you can see things differently, and you can be a cheerleader in ways that your grandchildren will flourish from. Yeah. So, so what is it, Ken, that motivated you, drove you, inspired you to start the National Center for Grand Parenting? Well, I would say both Dee and I had great examples as grandparents uh-huh. that built into our lives. Now, in middle America, in the Midwest where we grow up, family systems aren't as stressed or as busy, I think, as the coastal regions. So we had that in our heritage. Then when we started having mm-hmm. grandchildren, Michelle was like, Oh my goodness, when did I have this feeling before? Oh, it was when I became a dad. When my first daughter, my second, my my sons, and then my last daughter were born, there was this 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 thing that just overtook me and it happened again. And so I got <laughs> renewed. Now I also had to figure out how to pay for this. Guys, listen up. It has cost me because grandmothers have the gift of gift giving. Yes, there you go. And <laughs> you get to their, support it. That's right. Their love language. So I'm going to work till I die. Now, then I started scrutinizing, what can we do to bring this about? And these are two things that we can do. Now, listen closely, all right? Next month in February is a feast that's celebrated in the worldwide Christian church. It's the Feast of Simeon. Well, who's Simeon? He's the spiritual grandfather of our Lord, Jesus. You see, at the temple, when Jesus was brought and dedicated, there were two people aged who were there praying regularly and were waiting because they had been promised they wouldn't die until they saw the salvation of Israel. That was Simeon. And here's Anna, 84, 
years old, had been widowed. She was there praying night and day. Now, this is what they did. They saw, they grabbed this child, and they gave it back to the, the Father in heaven, and thank you, Lord, for doing this. And then they had a prophetic word for this child, our Lord. And this prophetic word by both of them carried his mission forward in ways that he couldn't. He was just an infant. He was just forming. I believe grandparents have prophetic words for their grandchildren that in due time will be played out. And so what I'm calling grands to do in a prayerful, humble way, say, hey, Lord, uh, I didn't know I'd be a grandparent. I was just glad I survived parenthood, and here I am. (laughs) That's awesome. What is it that you want me to privately pray and believe, and then at the right time, speak out? And I think you'll see lives both impacted and your life as you fulfill what God has for you be enriched by just doing that. So because the focus of the dad whisperer is specifically to fathers, yes. is there anything that you could, as a grandfather, say to other grandfathers? I think one thing you just brought up is that D wants to gift give. Yes. And I think sometimes, at least I've seen it with fathers, they're holding their wives or the women in their lives back. How how can grandfathers not only spur their wives to to invest in the kids, yes. grandkids, but even... I just love to hear your heart for grandfathers. Okay, okay. Granddads, this is the deal. Uh, Keeping your marriage rich and in sync, as an example, and being either uh, a second-tier support, maybe a babysitter, so that your children's marriage thrive will put them in a good place because everything is really challenged when you have marital uh, dissatisfaction or fracture. So what you can do is model for your grandchildren the love and the commitment you have for their grandmother. Yeah, there you go. Secondly, make sure that your grandchildren's parents' marriage is as good as it can be. One of the things Dee and I decided to do is make sure all of our children, when they got married, went to a marriage education seminar and so forth. Why? Mm -hmm. Because... Did you Those, pay for it? Absolutely. Oh, you underwrite this. Yep. We, Money you where your to. mouth is. It's got to be that way. And some of it required travel. Why did we do that? Because we knew, and this is before they had children, that they, when they nurture their relationship, the children that God would give them will be blessed by that. And it's happened just yeah. like that. And then, granddads, I tell you, you're living history. Now, I know you may not want to <laughs> like that, but this is the deal. You have stories, you have insights that your children don't have as far as their history of experience. Sharing those at the right time with your grandchildren, they will love it. And and, and particularly when you can tell stories that are humorous uh, about their parents that that bring joy to everybody. And everybody just, you know, benefits from that. So that living history heritage piece is key along with your example. What about granddads teaching their granddaughters and grandsons skills? What about things like that? Skills and vocations. You've got extra time. You may not be retired, but you may be retired. 
but you may have opportunity to have more flex time than perhaps your grandchildren's parents. So drag them along on these deals. Tell them what you do, how you do it, how you got to where you are. They will pick things up. I've heard it said over and over, grandchildren likely use as a reference point the vocation of the grandparents Ah. and granddads. It's key. So here I am. Here's this uh, World War II Marine who comes to his grandson's school. And it was the day they talked about vocations, and he shared with some other young men about the the life as a Marine and so forth. Well, what do you think his grandson did when he turned 18 with his father's blessing? Dad, I feel like it's my duty. He became a Marine. Now, a grandfather's testimony impacted vocation. If you're in a family business, that's another aspect. How do you bring Gen 3 or Generation 3 grandparents or grandchildren in? Well, you bring them along in steps and, yeah. and, and bits, and you will see men and women, your granddaughters, following in ministry, following in work you're in a right. number of ways. Well, my dad went into the Army because his grandfather was oh, in the Army. Oh, you're kidding. And my dad's see, dad- See, there it is. My dad's dad died in alcohol. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. So he had no role model of he a dad. Oh. He had a grandfather. Great. Okay. And many of the boys followed in his footsteps. So I'm- s- I'm so highlighting what you said. Yes. So if you, if anyone is just joining us, I'm Dr. Michelle Watson, the Dad Whisperer, and I'm so glad you're here today because you get to hear one of my good friends, Dr. Ken Canfield, who has just started something called the National Center for Grandparenting. He's passionate about it, and we're excited that you're joining this conversation today because as a grandfather... He knows what he's talking about. He's living out a passion to see that an untapped resource in our country is the role of grandparents in the lives of their kids. So if you are a grandfather or a grandmother listening today, this is for you. And Michelle, you've just turned my light on. (laughs) Okay. This is a tough one, but I say this to grandfathers. This is huge, guys. You get this, and we're going to see epic change. As a grandfather, you're also a reconciler. Now, what I mean by this is simply, you have the message and ministry of reconciliation with your family. I raised five children with D over years, and we saw some great things happen and continue to do unbelievable things happen. But I raised my kids the same way, and I thought they all got the same things. But I had to go back and say, as I saw the adults grow into becoming parents and so forth, why did one interpret this differently than the other? So I had to write a letter uh, just because it was the Lord telling me to do it. Reconciling with one of my children, something that I I struggled with saying, "Ah, I didn't do anything differently or wrong, or why do I need to do this? Uh But it was something that warmed the heart that I would take the time to reach out and try to rewrite any wrongs, any difficulties. And by the way, the reality is this. There are no perfect fathers. Exactly. We could all write letters about something. Every year. Every year. And us as kids to our parents. What do you think that's going to do to your children when they see a humble, repentant reconciler in their family system? And if you have something, as Uh you mentioned earlier, like a alcoholism or an addictive behavior or something, rewriting how the Lord brought you to the place of of Mm -hmm. wholeness and and healed 
position yeah. that and putting it and sending it at the right time, yeah. it will benefit your grandchildren much. Well, you know, and I think for those that don't have because of an alcoholic, maybe a distant and absent parent, mm-hmm. that they don't have that grandparent to draw on. I have people talk to me about that a lot is what do I do when I don't have that? Absolutely. And I think about one of my favorite people in the world is Jean Bally. She's my mom's best friend and she's 91. Whoa. And everyone knows her Whoa. as Grandma Jean. Yes. And you know what she does? She has been the grandma to the youth group Anna. at her church. Yes. And at her 91st birthday this past year, all these kids stood up and said, I can be having a bad day, but Grandma Jean is always there praying, believing. So I'm saying, you guys that are, that are grandparent yes. age, go be a surrogate to other kids. There you go. They okay. need you. And what Michelle just brought into the equation and is so important, the spiritual family supersedes the physical family. Mm. Now, you don't pit those against each other, but some of you never knew your grandparents. In fact, uh, about 30% never had experience with grandparents. Okay, So how do you be the grandparent? And let's say in a number of grandparents who are right now, you're estranged from your grandchildren. Yeah. They're living a lifestyle or your children are living a lifestyle and we'll give you access. I tell you, brokenhearted grandparents are just looking for places to... To, to, to share, you know, their yeah. pain and their loss. Yeah. Once you get to a point where you've reconciled that, go get involved in a local body. I know Michelle, I know the Canfields have been a part of faith communities. All of our kids and grandkids yeah. are a part of churches that, that have a spiritual dimension that can bring intergenerational healing and guidance. And like Grandma Jean, yeah. we have a Grandma Jean too. Who oh, has done awesome. that in our family system, yeah. for which we are thankful for. Which really is a reminder that we're never too old to be no. able to give out yes. and to give, right? Yes. Out of what we've been given by God. Because the truth is, Jean's dad took his own life when she was in high school. Oh. So she didn't have a lot of what she needed, but she's given out of what God has given her. Right. So let me just kind of share a story with you, Ken, that, that literally this is an email I only got yesterday. So the timing of, of our conversation today is really interesting. But this is from a woman who talked about the role of her dad in her life. Listen to this. This is some of what I heard from her in this email. She said, I am fortunate to have my dad as a mentor and hero in my life. And even more fortunate now that I am grown, and he is that same example for my three girls. She said, the girls have always had a distant relationship with their own dad because he felt awkward around them. Not uncommon. Yep, not connected to them. She said, their dad believes that by putting a roof over their head that he's providing for them. And she said, which he is, of course. But she said, but he's missing that all they really need is him. Their emotional needs are still absent. But then this is the cool part of the story. She said, eventually, when the girls were very young, I turned to my own dad and relied on him to step up to the plate and be the man in their life. She said, my dad was very involved to begin with and willingly and happily, notice those words, Mm -hmm. that her dad, grandpa, willingly and happily became more like their father. She said, he always put them first, supported them loved them, laughed with them, showered them with attention and praise, took the time with them to teach them things. That's a key one. And so importantly, she said, even went to all of their games and supported all of their hobbies. 
She said they admire their papa so much. I'm grateful that my dad stepped up to give them what their dad didn't, for he realized that they needed his presence more than anything. Wow. Isn't that powerful? It is. Here's an adult mother of three daughters who saw her father step in when her husband, for whatever reason, was not connected and provide powerfully. That is an example. And and you can kind of read between the lines. There's healing going on in her life as a woman and a mother vicariously through his leadership. So you see, granddads, not only are you powerfully being used, you're needed more than ever. We have more family disruption, disintegration. Uh, I mean, you have, as Joel said, the gnawing locust, the stripping locust, the creeping locust. But the Lord can renew the years the locusts have eaten through your leadership. And attending to these simple things, like his granddaughters, brought not only healing to their lives, because we don't have their letters, but to their mom's life, his daughter, during a time of disruption where she's trying to find her place. Wow, this is rich. Isn't that that a rich story? And I love how you're highlighting the healing that that dad is giving to his own daughter. Mm -hmm. So so now now I'm going to throw you a curveball. Here's a complex one. What can you say to the adult daughter or son who says, my dad wasn't there for me, but now he's investing in my kids? And on one hand, I'm happy about that, but maybe there's some jealousy and sadness going, all it's doing is reminding me that you never gave it to me. Oh, this is so important that you recognize that. So if those are the pangs in your heart right now, that's good. Uh This is what you need to do. You need to put those in some sort of written form. Yeah. As you think about them, there's something powerful that about your journaling. Own pain. Exactly. Yeah. That you get it out there. And then at the right time, at a place where things are, are looking good, share those with your father. What that's going to wow. do is open that's up. That's a scary one, Ken. It is. It is. Okay. So let's look at downside, upside. Downside okay. is that, okay, if you feel that way, I, I'm out of here. You know, right. that I have never had happen. Really? It's the way that you present them. Uh-huh. And you present it like this, dad, and this will bring you to tears. You have done so much for our grandchildren. I am overwhelmed. I'm at loss. You have just been... The, the grandpa that I never had, but more importantly, you've done some things that have brought up these feelings You start in me. with the positive. Absolutely. Yep. You start on the top of the mountain yep. mm-hmm. and just say, this is where I am. But dad, I'm, I'm not here. I'm kind of in the valley mm. and I'm struggling with this. And this is not meant in any way to, to be uh, judgmental of you. Yeah. It's just, I'm seeing these things and I'm so warmed by your leadership. So I just want to thank you. You just let it lay there. And then your, yeah. he may have to think about it because men have done things the same way and they'll do them <laughs> the same way. Uh, although yeah. this one grandfather did change and he's doing things better. But in due time, he will come back, I guarantee, because he's attached. He's getting yeah. life from your grandchildren, uh-huh. your children, his grandchildren. And what that's doing is helping him light up the rest of the circuits in uh-huh. his brain so that he can see the value in coming in a deeper relationship with you. And would that's what he wants. You, would you encourage then 
an adult son or daughter to at some point like write it out or talk it out and say, I'm still hurting that I didn't get that. Oh, yes. Role-playing it is good, if uh-huh. that's what you're asking. Yeah. That helps you deal with the immediacy of But I telling them, writing oh, a letter. Yeah. absolutely. Getting absolutely. it out, working on opening up the communication so yes. you can make amends. Yes. Because most grandparents soften as they get older, don't they? They do. Testosterone drops, <laughs> I'm telling you. And we need to, particularly for grandfathers, yeah. we need to look. And they know that not too many years from now, they're going to be meeting Jesus. And right. who wants to enter you know, that time during a turmoil? Yeah. You want peace and you yeah. want to reconcile yeah. and so forth. Yeah. And even though they may not know this or verbalize it, you prepping that and providing uh, the, the right place and timing it in a positive way yeah. is going to help the whole family yeah. system. And the adult... Children may have to initiate that conversation. The grandparent may not open it up. Oh, they may not even recognize yeah. it. Yeah. They're just doing it out of a sense of shame or guilt or whatever. So, Ken, it is Dr. Ken Canfield here, if you're just joining us. It is such an honor to have you here in the studio. You've started an organization called the National Center for Grandparenting. Correct. You can go to www.grandsmatter.org. And that's the theme today. That's the on your mark is Grands Matter, Grandparents Matter. Ken has filled it in with a lot of information, and now we've got to end with a go. Can you give grandparents out there one practical way that they can put their love into action for their grandkids this week? This week. Grandfathers. Okay. Write out your prayer for your grandchild. Love it. And then ask the Lord to give you some future vision, some prophetic word that you are going to hold tight to your heart. Pray quietly when they're around. Sometime you'll yeah. you'll share with them, and I believe there will be gems come from heaven to your house. Love it. Thank you, Ken, for making it practical. You, It has been a joy and an honor and a privilege to have this conversation with you today. So if any of you want to write and talk to me about what impact Ken's heart of of fathering and grandfathering has meant to you, write me at drmichelle at thedadwhisperer.com. You can go to my website at drmichellewatson.com and find free resources, a link to my book on Amazon. And mostly, I just want you guys to know that I want to keep the conversation going with you because I believe that the heart of God is revealed through you as fathers to your kids and your grandkids here on earth. So last, I just want to say, go dads.